Hi everyone, this is Stephen Pickens, your host for Media Buy Times. I'm a direct response and brand response media buying expert uh, that has worked on both the media agency side and the client side. So here on the show, we like to provide a comprehensive discussion of the most important topics in media buying today. Uh, today we'll be talking about TV for growth and its role in the marketing funnel. It's a really interesting discussion that I think you'll uh, find interesting. There's a lot of confusion around what TV is really supposed to accomplish for advertisers. So we're going to walk through some of its strengths and what it's and what you can really expect from it. Uh, but before we get started, I wanted to share that I'm a huge fan of Audible.com. I personally love their biographies, uh, like the Steve Jobs and the uh, Ben Franklin biographies were super interesting. Really. Uh, lets you get in the head of some really successful people and, and get some ideas uh, for how you can apply what they did to your own lives. Uh, but they have uh, topics on everything from marketing and business to history, and they have a lot of great fiction titles as well. Uh, I think you would really enjoy it if you're a fan of podcasts. It's like a long-form podcast. So definitely check it out at audibletrial.com dogs, and you'll get one free download and a one month free trial. So go to audibletrial.com slash dogs to get your free offer. Uh, now on to the show. So I like to start off this discussion by uh, establishing some uh, table stakes. What does TV really do? Uh, there was a management science study done on the uh, financial services category uh, recently, and it showed, because they, they were interested in looking at the impact that TV has on search, both category search and brand search. And the results were very interesting because not only did it find that TV had an immediate impact on brand search, which isn't necessarily surprising. You're promoting a brand and you're directing people to take action uh, by either going to the website to find out more uh, or just by promoting the brand in general on television at a, a very high reach media. Uh, and if you have a high frequency campaign, people are going to start searching the brand. And their study found that the impacts on brand search were almost immediate. If you were to look at it uh, in the form of a graph, it's kind of a spike right after uh, spot errors in terms of what happens with brand search. But they also found that there's a, a subtle impact on category search, which I thought was very interesting because it's something that you, you definitely assume as advertisers spend more promoting their service and their general uh, value propositions, you know, people will immediately search the brand but over time, if, if that brand pulls back and perhaps that brand is not top of mind, people still are aware of the, of the service category and they'll search uh, category search terms over time. So uh, what, what you have in categories like online education, for instance, where advertisers like uh, University of Phoenix and DeVry, the government has really cracked down on them. So they have spent millions and millions of dollars on television in years past, but they've pulled back since uh, 2015. And as such, category search 
has declined for terms like online degree and online universities, uh, which is which is hugely impactful for everybody in the category. Uh, those uh, for-profit colleges really were driving the bus of category awareness. They were, uh, you know, capturing most of their demand in the form of brand search, uh, but there was a discernible lift in category search over time, which has declined since they've pulled back. Uh, and I just think that that's super interesting that, you know, what you can expect from television is to not only lift brand search, but it's also going to lift uh, category search. So it's not a, uh, it's not a one trick pony. You know, it's, it's going to, it's going to be a rising tide that lifts all boats. So if you, if you know that uh, brand search converts that much better than category search, and you want to direct more traffic to search your brand rather than competing for um, demand in category search with all of your competitors, the idea is to promote your brand very heavily on media like television. So in terms of the media usage of television, there's been a lot of confusion in the marketplace uh, a lot of uh, online publications that discuss media have been touting the, the death of television for some time now. It's in their best interest to do so, being that they are online media platforms. They want to curry favor with advertisers uh, to secure uh, money from TV budgets. So it's very simple. I, that's kind of conspiratorial, but... It, I think it's true because when you actually look at the numbers, there is not a very good case for saying that TV is dead. Um, Nielsen's total audience report that they release every quarter uh, has consistently demonstrated that live TV takes up a lion's share of consumers' time spent with media. And this is a very important uh, concept. If you think of uh, people's time spent with media as... Okay, people sleep eight hours a day, and the rest of the day, what percentage of that time is spent with media versus not media? And they actually uh, calculate it as about nine and a half hours a day is spent with media. And this is between live TV, time-shifted TV, radio, DVDs, video game consoles, uh, multimedia devices, internet, smartphones, tablets, so any kind of media attracts this. And pretty much every year uh, for the past few years, it's been about nine and a half hours a day. Um, but in Q1 2016, it increased a full hour. And this has a lot to do with uh, the proliferation of smartphone apps. So you might think that, um, you know, the addition of these new media is taking time spent away from media like television. Oh, so people are just watching less TV because they have apps to, uh, to play with when they get home from work. But that is not the case. These things are additive. There was a full hour added to the media day uh, in the past year, which I think is just really incredible. Um, but when you look at the live TV portion of the full media day, so now we have 10 and a half hours a day spent with media. Live TV is four and a half hours of that. Uh, it was uh, about four and a half, five hours before. So it, it has declined a very small amount, 
but it is still the largest media in terms of time spent with it. Uh, the second largest is radio at about two hours, which hasn't really changed much. So between uh, live TV, time-shifted TV, and radio, it's absolutely a majority of time spent with media. So when you're thinking about all the channels that you have in your media mix, if TV and radio are not there, then most of the time that people are spending with media, they're not hearing your messages. You're not controlling the conversation. You're not present. and They don't think that you care about uh, them because they don't know that you exist. Uh, they may only come across your messages uh, online, which is fantastic, great targeting, uh, very trackable, but ultimately you're neglecting to, to have a conversation with your target market in the media that they spend the most time with. And that happens to be the media that is most emotive. So even when you break it down demographically, you know, you might be saying, well, that's probably because baby boomers spend a ton of time with uh, television and, and that doesn't really count because when you pull millennials in, uh, they don't watch TV at all. And that is not true. So millennials do spend less time with television compared to other target markets, other demographics, uh, but they still spend a huge portion of their day with TV and radio. So they spend a, a majority, uh, they spend the most time with digital. 39% of their media day is with digital, but between TV and radio, it's about 50%. So still 50% of their time spent with media is with traditional media. And that's live TV, that's not even time-shifted TV. So I think that's really important to understand. Uh, you know, we're not talking about internet-connected devices and streaming video. This is turn on the tube, sit back, and suck in the entertainment. Um, even millennials are doing this uh, in quite large numbers, not as big as they used to be, uh, but still very impressive uh, stats. And so knowing that consumers spend a majority of their uh, time spent with media, with TV and radio, uh, that, that paints a picture for a big opportunity. And it makes it even more impressive when you think about the reach of these media. So reach is basically the, the universe of eyeballs that you can reach in each media. And radio is the largest at 240 million. Uh, then live and DVR time-shifted TV is the second biggest at 226 million. And then uh, apps and web on a smartphone is 191 million. And then internet on a PC is 162 million. So when you think about these numbers, there's not just incremental reach in uh, live TV and radio. There's a there's a significant increase in reach. And it's not necessarily the same kind of impression uh, when, when you're talking about uh, you know, an impression on a smartphone or impression on a PC versus a full 30-second engagement with a television or radio commercial. So those are things to, uh, that are very important to keep in mind. Now, online video is, is growing. You might say that, well, TV is kind of dying and online video is replacing it. You know, some of the streaming options out there are, are growing like crazy. Netflix just had a, you know, a huge blowout quarter. Um, you know, people are signing up like crazy, but 
it's simply not the case when you look at time spent with media. So it, it has been growing, yes. If we look at 2011 through 2015, uh, time spent with digital video increased from 21 minutes to 36 minutes to 50 minutes to uh, an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. So that growth is very impressive. And you might say that it's at the expense of television and perhaps cannibalizing it. And it is to a very small degree. But when you look at TV's numbers, which are four and a half hours, uh, four and a half hours, four hours, 20 minutes, four hours, 20 minutes, four hours, 15 minutes. It is cannibalizing it uh, a little bit, but not to the degree that anybody should be worried about TV's dominance in terms of time spent with media anytime soon. And so we, we mentioned earlier uh, the, the value of impressions. And when, when you hear uh, online publishers talk about how impressive their audiences are, uh, you hear YouTube talk about this a lot, how they are now delivering more impressions than, uh, you know, primetime football, which, you know, is true. They have millions of streams. But what does that equate to when you think about a TV audience? It's not an apples to apples comparison. Because if TV audiences were measured on people just tuning in and out for a split second, then, uh, you know, that might be a fair comparison. But, uh, but it's not, because TV takes an average audience per minute, which what that does is gives you an idea of what the audience size is over the course of uh, the program. So what is the size of the engaged audience uh, that is staying with the program, watching the commercial breaks? Because that's really what's most important. You don't necessarily care if someone tunes in and leaves before the commercial break airs, because they're not gonna see the commercial anyways. Uh, so Yahoo carried an NFL streaming event in 2015, and afterwards they, they came out and uh, they were bragging about 33 million streams, which blew the, the TV numbers out of the water. Uh, but some media experts dug in uh, to, uh, to their uh, results and called them out. And they said, if you apply the uh, TV measurement numbers or, or calculations, it's really equivalent to a TV audience of 1.6 million. Uh, and when you think about a, a TV audience uh, delivering 18 million viewers, then the Yahoo stream was just really not even close. And so I think when, you're, when you hear you know, YouTube and, and other video platforms tout their numbers, you have to uh, take it with a grain of salt because it's not necessarily the same thing. I like to think of TV as a as a real engagement platform. Uh, you're 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 giving video, sight, sound, it's emotion, and it's uh, and, it, and it takes time to consume. Whereas online advertising is uh, an aggregation of micro moments. So you might be watching a cat video and then a lecture and then uh, you know, some other uh, style hall or something like that. You're bouncing around from video to video and you might get a few pre-roll impressions in there, but it's not the same as being truly engaged in a long form program that is interrupted from time to time with very high quality TV messaging, which can really uh, you know, offer some 
great benefits in terms of credibility, uh, associations, uh, things like that. And so when viewers are watching TV these days, they're, they're typically uh, media multitasking and second screening. And when, this, when, when smartphones first came out and, and laptops moved computers from a second room to the living room, a lot of marketers were very concerned that um, you know, these devices would distract from TV commercials because typically the, the fear was always if, um, if a commercial break comes on, people are going to run to the bathroom or get a drink out of the fridge and, and they won't be watching the commercial. But now there's a much easier way to distract themselves from advertising by checking out Facebook on their phone or uh, you know, doing some online shopping or checking emails or texting uh, with friends and family. Uh, but what we found in the direct response space is that the spike in website traffic and brand search is instantaneous. So it's very easy to uh, measure the impact that TV has on a spot-by-spot -spot level. Uh, so one of my old colleagues that worked in uh, the direct response drive to web space early on uh, you know, after the advent of the internet uh, he worked on the Jenny Craig account and uh, told told me stories about how they used to have their attribution windows which is the amount of time after a spot airs that you want to measure web traffic to get a sense for what TV is really doing uh, they would set their attribution windows to 30 minutes because people would have to get up go to another room make sure no one else was on the telephone uh, because internet connections were connected to uh, your home telephone line at the time, uh, then they would have to log on, and that was a, a time-consuming process. So it was a very uh, you know exciting thing for him when you know you started getting broadband, you started getting uh, laptops and smartphones and fast connections, because when a TV spot airs, you can see a spike instantaneously. And so there are a lot of really strong models out there that can take that baseline. It's a dynamic baseline throughout the day. You can see where uh, the traffic should be. And then when a TV spot airs and there's a spike, it can take any activity over the baseline and attribute it to the individual spot. So you can get a cost per response by spot and then follow those responses down through the funnel to get a cost per lead, cost per acquisition, things like that. Uh, and that enables you to optimize your creative networks, day parts, uh, pretty much anything that's attached to that spot information you can optimize, which is really huge for direct response advertisers that are afraid of the inefficiencies, quote unquote, of TV, uh, because it's really not. So really what you want to do with TV is drive people to uh, search for your brand. Uh, you can direct them to a, uh, a URL but for the most part, people are going to go straight to Google. So you want to make sure that you have great SEO rankings and that you are present in the paid search listings or uh, brand search listings. Uh, because 90% of people are second screening, they're going to be able to search for your product right away. And many of them say that they do search uh, for brands promoted in commercials uh, yeah, on TV. So... It's not only in the results that I've seen, it's also in surveys, people admit to it. And so it's a, it's a huge opportunity. So not only does TV drive brand search immediately and category search over the long term, it also drives social engagement, which I think is just kind of a cherry on top because social is 
uh, you know, still a tough cookie to crack in, in many ways. So if there's any way that you can drive social results, uh, it's, a, it's just a nice benefit. And so Turner and 4C Television did a study in 2015 uh, saying that TV drove one out of every five social engagements uh, for brands that use TV. So think about if you're not using TV and social is an important channel for you and you want to grow social, um, TV can grow up by 20% overnight. So I think it's, it's definitely something to consider when you know, you're thinking about TV uh, to, to add traffic to brand search, to increase your user base. Uh, it can also increase user retention, the efforts that you do in social. So a lot of online advertisers, uh, you know, spend a lot of their time in the middle and bottom of the marketing funnel. Uh, so, so I like to think of the marketing funnel in three sections. There's awareness at the top, consideration in the middle, and conversion at the bottom. And so what you want to do with, uh, you know, awareness, that's basically TV and radio. You're reaching people that are not aware of your brand. And you don't really want to do a ton of targeting with this type of media. It's supposed to introduce your brand to people that have not raised their hand yet. They have not indicated an interest in your product. They have not indicated an interest in your category. You're basically coming to them fresh to educate them. And TV and radio are very good at that because you really can't target too much. Uh, you know, there are research tools where you can narrow down where they're likely to be people that might be interested and, and that's very helpful in minimizing waste at the beginning of TV campaigns. But for the most part, you want to reach new audiences. You want to expose your brand to people that haven't heard about it before and that you can't reach efficiently online. Uh, because if you try to execute a brand campaign online, you know, it can get very expensive very quickly. And you're not going to have the reach that you would on television and radio. You just wouldn't. So when you move down into the, uh, the second section of the funnel, consideration... This is really where you're competing with everyone else to capture category demand in non-brand and uh, category search, uh, affiliate marketing, people that are interested in your product or category that are doing research. That's where affiliate comes in. Uh, you could do lookalike modeling here. So you could take your existing uh, converted traffic and give it to a company like LiveRamp and they'll model that and give you a much wider net to cast for those that mirror the same attributes. It's a really interesting process where they look at, you know, everything from geography to browser and yada, yada, yada. And they basically say, okay, these are the attributes of your converters. Everyone else in the marketplace that shares those attributes are your lookalike model. So you can target them. And that's in the, and that's in the middle of the funnel as well. Uh, email marketing. So if people are members of, um, you know, associations, or they mirror the attributes of your uh, converting customers, that's also going to be in the middle of the funnel. You're basically taking existing demand that you and your competitors are driving, and you're competing for it. Uh, then at the bottom of the funnel is conversion, and that's just brand search, SEO, and retargeting. So you're capturing the demand that exists for your brand, uh, then when someone hits your landing page and doesn't convert and goes back out into the wild and you follow them, 
those are bottom of funnel tactics. And so it's really a smart idea for you know, any uh, online advertiser to maximize what they can do in the conversion phase, optimize what they can do in the middle of the funnel uh, so that they're not spending too much, but they're, they're competing and they have a share of voice. Uh, but ultimately what you want to do is invest in the top of the funnel because you can skip the middle of the funnel a lot of times. You can send people directly to the conversion phase. If they're more aware of your brand than any of the other brands in the category, it's going to be cheaper for you and brand paid search. Uh, you know, brand search converts way better than category search. So if you can drive people to search for your brand rather than the category, then that's a really great way to drive growth. And so if you think about TV's um, you know, potential impact, which is what we've been talking about today, huge reach, uh, it's very trackable, it's the media that people spend the most time with, uh, what can you expect in terms of cost per acquisition? So uh, I've used a formula in the past that works really great every time. You take TV's mass reach audience, so if you're you know, reaching a million people, you take a very conservative response rate. So you take the TV impressions and you estimate 0.1%, 0.5% are going to respond, which is not a crazy thing to project. When you think about, you know, 90% of people have a smartphone in hand when watching television. 40% uh, of them have said that they search for products advertised on TV. So the numbers could be way bigger than a half percent. Uh, then you apply your brand search click-through rate, which is typically gonna be a lot higher than your category uh, search click-through rate. Then you take your brand search conversion percentage. And these things, uh, the response rate is going to increase over time as you build uh, reach and frequency on television. So your first week is probably going to be your worst responses when you launch TV. Second week is going to be a little better, but not by much. And then your third, fourth, so on and so forth are going to be much, much stronger because you will have reached your audience several times at that point. Uh, so I think that's kind of a helpful formula to apply when projecting the impact that TV might have. Uh, I really appreciate everybody's uh, time here today, and I encourage you to visit mediabytimes.com to submit questions and find our previous podcasts. If you can leave us a review in the iTunes uh, store, that would be very helpful. Uh, we're really excited about offering some insight on some very important media buying topics here on Media by Times. So please leave a review, tell your friends, and I hope everybody uh, has a great day. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Media by Times. You can check out more at MediaBuyTimes.com. And uh, tune in next time where we'll talk about more interesting media buying topics. Thanks again and take care.